Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's new entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here today in person with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer. I am here in New York. This is our first in-person podcast. Yeah, it's a, very special. It's a completely different thing. I feel like every episode of this podcast, Julie's been in a different continent, it seems, because we started in L.A., then she went to Italy. Then and we Skype, so he sees me, and the video looks like it's like a hostage situation. <laughs> it's me recording from like a shoe closet. It is a very different vibe now. All of a sudden, that she's here, it sort of reminds me of in a movie when something comes to life, you know, and pops up. You know, when like a inanimate object comes to life in a movie. I mean, an and like example. The, um, in that Lindsay Lohan, Tyra Banks movie, she's like that Barbie action I figure. Knew you go to that. <laughs> That's like always my go-to life size. I How do I? live up in person <laughs> you're just uh, this is the first time i've ever met julie no that's not true you're great it's great it's actually really wonderful that you're here in person it feels very celebratory julie had lunch before this podcast and we had quite the incident that took place <laughs> which was that the waiter had to chase after us we were catching up and we were so invested in each other's story that we weren't really looking at the bill when it came so we just like signed <laughs> kept talking Kept, yeah, maintained didn't, didn't eye pay, contact. Maintained, like, didn't even look down to check as we normally would at what we were paying for. Then we got outside, and as anyone does after they have a Monday lunch, we took Snapchats of each other playing with the balloons. We were right next door to the Balloon Saloon in New York City, which is a real thing, <laughs> and they have these gigantic balloons just hanging out on the street. It's like an invitation. You have to take Snapchats. <laughs> so we were like, well, we need to do some fun Snapchat storying of each other with these giant balloons. So I slow danced with a penguin and then Josh reenacted the Spider-Man upside down kiss with a penguin. And then just as we were finishing the Snapchat, it was very clear that he had waited until we the waiter, were done. Yeah. The waiter rushed in and told us that we actually hadn't looked at the check and that there were actually two Bloody Marys that I guess the table next to us got. And they had been added to our check and we had, had no idea. So on like several levels, this was embarrassing. It was deeply like, embarrassing. Like, so we had no idea about these additional Bloody Marys that we had been clearly watching us for probably like a good five minutes. Good five minutes. Enjoying the company of these giant balloons. Maybe it happens a lot that when he knew 
He I guess that's know. just part of the job. When yeah. Your restaurant's right next door to the balloon saloon. So we have a number of topics that we're excited to talk about today that were pop culture highlights from last week. The first being Josh's sighting of Hillary Clinton and Katy Perry. He was in the audience of the UNICEF event when that happened. We're also going to discuss Jay-Z's birthday and Prince Harry's meeting with Rihanna. And Julie has some exciting first-hand knowledge to report from Jay-Z's birthday dinner's venue. So I'm excited to get into that later. Yes, um, but first up is the UNICEF event, Where You Went. It was another black tie event at Cipriani. <laughs> I feel like this is a Where's Waldo of Josh's tux each Where, week. Where's the tux going to end up next? <laughs> The Tux is currently hanging out with Nina Dobrev on a yacht off Italy. Yeah, UNICEF Snowflake Ball was the name, which sounded like a prom and like the OC or something. And everyone kept making a point of calling it the Snowflake Ball, which I just thought was funny, which I guess makes sense if you're going to an event with such a name, you know, use it as much as you can. So yeah, it was required a Tux again. It was this black tie affair at Cipriani again. I'm becoming regular there, embarrassingly enough, after having never been once in the eight <laughs> years I've lived in New York. What is it? It's but just a fancy restaurant? It's huge. It's like a Grand Central Station vibe. It used to be a bank and it's been converted into this kind of event space. And if I have one more steak from Japan, it's like the same. It's kind of the food you would expect from this kind of event, you know, like a kind of frisee salad always. Always. I'm acting as if I'm like, you know, Warren Buffett or something. Anyway, it was like... Uh, I just love that you're at a stage in your life where you've come to expect frise salads. <laughs> if it's not frise, like, don't even bring it to me. <laughs> but basically, I'm at this event because Katy Perry was going to be honored. And she's done a lot of work for UNICEF. And sort of the focal point of this event was, you know, what would she be wearing? Would she be coming with Orlando Bloom? Everyone was very focused on the Katy Perry of it all. Her, like, squad was there, kind of. Allison Williams from Girls, who's, like, her best friend, was there. Mia Moretti, her other best friend, who's a DJ, was DJing the after party. So she kind of had all of her, like, people with her. Her hairstylist was waiting with the hair can in case anything went rogue, I guess. The hair um, what? <laughs> the hair can is definitely not the technical <laughs> term for that. To do, like, I guess, hairspray last-minute touch-ups or something. Oh. The can was, like, sticking out of his back pocket, and he was waiting around Katy Perry. I it, want it, that to be my job. <laughs> I want to follow you around around with a hairspray can that would actually be my dream life and just always come out with a touch-up if you needed it it'd be great kind we're of we're gonna work on that we're gonna do a day in the life julie's here all week so if you see him like a man running around new york with a hairspray can following a glamorous woman it's me and julie anyway Katy perry made a very late entrance she arrived five minutes after orlando so orlando walked the red carpet and five minutes later katie followed one celebrity came five minutes after katie and everyone was kind of like, hmm, Maggie Q, the actress, mm -hmm. <laughs> and like blowing up her spot here. But it was kind of funny because it definitely seemed like Katie was going to be the last person, you know. And then they were like, oh, actually, now Maggie Q's here. What was she wearing? I feel like I always picture her in Katie? over the top. Yeah. So it was this kind of icy queen, uh, Marquesa. It was... um. Gosh, this is going to show how like my fashion vocab is abysmal. But it was sort of see-through and glittery, but definitely had like a ice snow princess thing to it. We need a it. fashion translator. <laughs> I know. Oh, my, a like, translucent? <laughs> yeah, translucent. So, that's the word. Right. Her hair was very, this is also a very technical term, slicked back, wet, kind of the, that look. That's a bold look. Yeah, it bold was. Look. She looked in great spirits. She was giving interviews to all the different TV outlets. She was chatting about Orlando. She seemed to be very pleased. 
she made her way in about maybe like 10 or 15 minutes after the event had started. And she took her seat with Orlando and Allison Williams and Allison Williams' husband. And they were all at this table towards the front. Octavia Spencer was the MC for the night. Um, which... I can't even picture that. <laughs> of all the MCs, the potential MCs, that would be the last. Do they know each other? I don't know. I mean, when I walked in, there was a men's chorus doing like a parody song with Katy Perry lyrics and stuff. So it's definitely like a Katy Perry night. So maybe Octavia and Katy are, you know. Was she a good MC? Yeah, she was. She like really got the energy up. I thought she did a good job. Uh, but I mean, do you think Octavia and Katie, I, guess, I don't really know when they would have crossed paths per se. I don't know, but I love this idea. I'm going to branch that out into some sort of fantasy fiction piece. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, there was like, you know, a lot of buildup. Some other people got honored with different awards and things. And then halfway through, they did a live auction and Katie donated four tickets to her next concert. She immediately raised Orlando's hand to get the bidding started at 7,000. And where are you sitting? Because usually they put press like a mile away. I was close enough that you could see the outline of Orlando Bloom's platinum blonde dye job. So I was like close enough to get an outline. And then also they kept showing them on the Jumbotron. I feel like the whoever was running that Jumbotron knew what you wanted to see, you know? They kept showing Katie and Orlando's gut take reaction just when you wanted to see them. So the Katy Perry tickets went for like 50000 I think, for UNICEF, which is great. And you could see Katy was very elated. And then they did the whole clip reel of everything she's done for UNICEF, which is just to say they were really building this up. Was Octavia the auctioneer also? No, they brought out this other auctioneer who was really good. And she was just like riling up the crowd. I mean, being an auctioneer seems to me like the worst possible job anyone could have. I mean, I, uh, I take that back immediately. I've seen but Sharon Stone auction off things and she gets into it. She's like a professional. I can. What's her tactic? This is like a whole tangent no one cares about. <laughs> no, I definitely want to hear about Sharon Stone. No, the, like, I I've seen people from Sotheby's do it. Very professional. Sharon Stone kind of seduces the audience, kind yeah. of snakes her body, curves <laughs> her body against the podium. And I think at one point she offered to like, I don't know, not disrobe, but <laughs> like, to, to like exchange shirts with someone. There was a sexy appeal to Like she it. was giving her own little temptations. Yes. I love that. I mean, I was feel like this... indecent proposal? <laughs> she just like indecent proposals the... I mean, I love the spontaneity. I wanted Katie to get up there and even sell it. I thought that could have been fun. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, this auctioneer was good. She definitely kept saying, like, don't be ashamed. Go up against each other. Who would be ashamed? (laughs) I don't know. I think maybe she was worried people would be kind of hesitant to bid against their friends or if people knew who they were bidding against. This was a world that I was not very familiar with, as you can tell, other than, like, one Gossip Girl episode about a live auction. But... Basically, after all this, they were like ready to give Katie her award. And someone from UNICEF came out to talk about her contributions and then said, but now to actually present her with this humanitarian award, someone who is here tonight, who knows her very well, who's going to like really speak from the heart. And I'm like, oh, Orlando is going to come out from backstage to give a speech about his nascent romance with Katie and how wonderful she is and like hand her the award. They're like, Madam Secretary, Hillary Rodham Clinton. I was like, this is the first time anyone's ever thought it was going to be Orlando Bloom for something. And it's been Hillary Clinton. When has anyone ever been confused about the two of 
of them. But Hillary, like, no one knew. That was completely... How did everyone react? It was kind of, like, stunned silence. It, it really was, like, an electric... From the back of the room through your <laughs> binoculars, you saw people... I mean, it seemed to me even Katie had no idea. So they so this was when this Jumbotron operator, you know, really was worth... He should be getting a raise out of this whole night. He immediately cut right to Katie, and you could see her just... I mean, she was crying. Like, she definitely seemed... I guess either way, she might have, even if she had known in advance. Do you think she knew? I don't know. Like, do you think a celebrity of her caliber, they probably told her in advance. But I don't know. She kind of looked surprised. Like, I don't think she knew Hillary was going to be presenting her with the award. No, I feel like it could have been a last minute thing. And then, like, someone I talked to later at the party said he had seen all these kind of black car secret service people across the street and had to send something was up. So I feel like maybe... I like the idea that it was a surprise. Yeah, me Let's too. I, I agree. For the podcast dates, for the record, with 100% certainty that it was a surprise but it was like a standing ovation immediately it was prolonged applause i think she's made one appearance since the election hillary this was like her second formal speech i know she's been in the woods but she came out of the woods for this right exactly she was really upbeat katie obviously was on the campaign trail for hillary all summer and really was out there so she sang at the democratic national convention so I think Hillary was kind of like paying it back, or sort of seemed like to me. And obviously it was appreciative of everything she had contributed when Hillary was campaigning. Did Hillary seem like she was in good spirits? She was happy to be there? Yeah, wearing this yellow sort of coat, this really like kind of bold color. And I think she said something like, you know, when you get knocked down, get up again, you know, referencing Katie's lyrics. She referenced Katie being the social media queen, because I guess Katie has the most Twitter followers, which I always kind of find surprising. More than like Beyonce or Rihanna or like, I don't know, anyone like that. But she has the most, Taylor Swift. But she made some kind of joke about Donald Trump, not by name, but she said, you know, someone's on his tail, kind of. People kind of laughed at that. But like, even the fact that she was making a joke like that, you know. But Katie definitely seemed overwhelmed by the whole scenario. Did you tear up? (laughs) I was busy trying to like record it with my camera and get the Instagram up as soon as possible so as to beat the others. I could not be bothered (laughs) with emotions. (laughs) Yeah, I was just getting to that Instagram picture. Everyone at my table was already on it. And I was like, Jesus, I got tagged by a stranger next to me on Instagram. He tagged me in the picture. (laughs) Um, I was like, wow. Just rubbing it in. (laughs) I know, just like rubbing it in the speed with which he got up his HRC gram. Yeah, it was very emotional, I think, for everyone in the room. I think it was kind of just like... (laughs) Even though you were fixated on getting that Instagram. Uh, I mean, it was very cool to see them. And, you know, Katie gave a speech right after that was, like, imbued with, you know, she said she's never going to let the light burn out, so to speak. She's going to fight harder than ever. And this election feels like she broke out of the bubble. She posted something on Instagram a few days after where she was like, I guess she said people say to her, you know, shut up and sing as sort of an admonishment. And she said, well, I'm going to do that in a way you can't even expect in 2017. So I'm very curious what kind of music... she doesn't have an anti-Trump album? Well, that's the thing. I feel like she was definitely not so subtly hinting in this Instagram caption that her music is going to have this political bent to it, I guess. I'm curious. Because, you know, it's been a while since her last album. And, you know, Prism, I guess, was now like two or three years ago, which for a pop star is like a somewhat lengthy gap. I have no idea, but that sounds very convincing. That sounds right. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And she gave a speech. I think they like embraced and Hillary left. And I was still, you know, reeling in the after party after. I wonder if they text. The fact that, you know, Hillary was going out there for Katie seemed kind of nice. I was kind of surprised. You know, these celebrity endorsements have gotten a lot of attention because obviously some people really went out there to support Hillary. And after she lost, it's kind of interesting to see what 
that relationship will be. So this seemed like they're still going to be there for each other, which I thought was kind of, you know, nice. I love the idea of Hillary sending private Snapchats <laughs> to people, like to Katie, <laughs> maybe of her making a face with Bill in the background doing something, not even knowing that she's taking that selfie. I feel like Bill and Katie must have a fun dynamic. They took a picture together once. There was like an Instagram last year where Katie made a joke about being the president after Hillary. Do you remember that? No. I think George. it was George W. Bush, Bill... And Katie. To be on a, f- <laughs> a fly on the wall of that double date. Orlando Bloom and Bill Clinton. Then, I feel like they would get along famously. They'd like head out for a Even gin and tonic jokes. while Hillary and Katie are inside catching up for a second. Orlando was by Katie's side like the whole time. I thought it was endearing to watch them. And then at the after party, they were kind of like up close. I took these kind of up close photos of them. That made me feel a little bit like a Katie stalker. But, you know, I think they were clearly, they're in love. They don't care who knows it kind of thing. They were just like all up on each other and everyone was sort of watching and taking covert photos. Did you see these pregnancy rumors? He rubbed her belly when Hillary was speaking and like they showed it on the Jumbotron. But was she drinking, Katie? I never saw her drink. Oh my god. Well, do you think it's strange for a guy to rub his girlfriend's belly? I think it's belly? offensive. I would be really annoyed if someone just rubbed my belly for but no is it, reason. Is that a universal Especially sign? Especially sitting down. <laughs> is it a universal sign of being pregnant, though? That's what I couldn't Alana, figure out. I'm asking our, our producer. <laughs> Alana's giving us a unsure. I mean, I think it seems to me a weird gesture to make. It's not really loving to me. Was it it's like, like a rub? Or it was like a, a full-on rub of the belly. It seemed to me a little strange and bold. Wow. But also I heard it here first. But I also feel, don't you feel like that would be a strange way if she actually was pregnant? Like he wouldn't do it. That wouldn't be how they would want it to come out. Maybe you can help it though. He's like thinking of their little baby. Right. You haven't been the father of a baby to be. (laughs) Maybe you just can't help yourself. You're right. Especially like if it's Katy Perry's baby and Hillary Clinton (laughs) is speaking to her. That's a moment everybody wants to share. So all PR plans go out the window and you just have to kind of do that little rub. I mean, I guess it's possible. Who knows? They've been dating, what, 10 months now or so? I'm just picturing you from a table a mile away with binoculars or your iPhone on full Zoom just watching. <laughs> like, like zooming in on Orlando Bloom's hand whereabouts. <laughs> oh, it just went up five centimeters. Down seven to the right. I feel like it's interesting Katie didn't move the hand away. So maybe she is. Again, we're just we're starting all sorts of rumors on this episode. Or confirming. I'm speechless, and- <laughs> yes. What do you make of the Orlando Bloom, Katy Perry romance? Have you been following them all summer? I honestly don't have any thoughts. <laughs> I don't really care. Good for them. It seems like they're very happy. I think I was there at, might have been a Golden Globes event where they made their grand That's debut. when they met. Wait, you witnessed that with the vape pen? I witnessed that, yeah. From afar. They had Gosh, a lot I love how Julie's playing this so nonchalant. Like she, It's like watching the beginning of like Bogart and Bacall and she's acting so low-key. <laughs> Uh, they, they shared a vape pen, and that's when they fell they in love. They shared a vape pen. There was a lot of security. So it was hard to see what was, was going on. It was hard to on. see what exactly was going on. Did you um, see them at Cannes? Julie was at Cannes this year, and I know that Orlando no, and Katie not. were there. I did not no? see them there. We weren't, like, frequenting the same haunts. <laughs> Hopefully next year. I mean, they've been doing on quite the tour, because they had the Golden Globes, they had Cannes, they had Coachella. I think they, I just want they them Burning to find Man. happiness. Yeah, if it's you, that sounds other. very sincere, Julie. <laughs> Julie's sending them like a fruit basket as we speak. So, Julie, Jay-Z 
turned what next next topic yeah, yeah next Jay-Z, topic an abrupt even... switch into we just ju- we just motorcycled in to this next topic the whip <laughs> all our listeners have experienced severe whiplash from that <laughs> really ungraceful transition into the world of jay-z anyone's excited to talk about anything beyonce tangential though oh my gosh that's how we should have done the transition from one pop star to the next Jay-Z's birthday, I did not realize it was his birthday until Gwyneth Paltrow posted an Instagram saying, happy birthday to Uncle Jay-Z. Uncle? So she's writing that from the perspective of her kids. From the perspective of Apple and Moses, her kids, and it was a black and white photo of Apple and Moses with Jay-Z looking at something. And just that's the coolest, low-key way to say happy birthday. So so we're meant to assume then that Gwyneth is still very close with Jay-Z and Beyonce. That's how I took it. I don't think you can interpret it any (laughs) other way. So how old is Jay-Z turning? Do we know? I don't know. I mean, I don't think it really matters. Yeah, though. like it doesn't, right? He's that can't be right. He's forty-seven years old. He's forty-seven years old. That makes sense because I sort of remember he's a decade older, if not more, than Beyonce. That's that is surprising though. Somehow that seems older than I would have thought. It does. But I was surprised he had a very low-key birthday celebration, especially compared to how Beyonce celebrated her birthday with, like, what was it, a Soul Train-themed birthday (laughs) party, which is what we all aspire to. But he just had a low-key birthday in this really weird area of town in L.A. It's kind of the Wilshire area at this... What What is the Wilshire vibe? Like, what does that mean? Or what does it connote? It's... South of Hollywood, south of West Hollywood, it's kind of a no man's land. It's between like West Hollywood and Hancock Park. Okay. It's, it's kind of but a strange so location. That's not, that's not like a big celeb spot. No, okay. not a hip location. But at a French restaurant called République, which I've been there, and they have a really great charcuterie plate <laughs> and homemade butter. I actually Yum. have friends who have taken home just the butter and bread because it's been that good. Is it a flavored butter? Honey, honey butter. <laughs> wow. It's delicious. That but it's just, great. it's the, probably the last place I would think. What's the vibe? And I keep saying, it's what's kind the of vibe? Moroccan. There are a lot of cool, a lot of cool, like Ooh. tile work, a counter. I met um, a friend of the podcast, Michelle Collins, there for yes. drinks. She was working at the bar with her laptop. Oh, so it's, it's, it's low key enough that you could bring your laptop in and have but a little work it's session. It's very chic. Okay. Chic, yes. But it was surprising. I don't know, just the location. I would think he would want like a club. This is a place you could take your mom to like a fancy brunch. Interesting. And Jay-Z had a Saturday night dinner there? I think it was Saturday night. And I only know this because Tina Knowles, Beyonce's mom, posted a series of incredible Instagram videos because I just love that Jay-Z's birthday party was not enough for her. (laughs) She and her husband pre-gamed at Buffalo Wild Wings, which is an entirely different story unto itself. I've been to both, not in succession like they were, but I I really appreciate just the whole planning of this because it's a very low-key wing joint with like a big screen TV so you can watch your sports. But she posted an Instagram video saying she was at Buffalo Wild Wings. It was date night. She videoed him saying that he was drinking the strawberry lemonade. And then... Oh, like a nice cute Beyonce reference. Cute Beyonce reference. And then there was a follow-up video so three videos three instagram videos on one night which is heavy wait 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 so so she pre-gamed jay-z's birthday dinner with a separate dinner (laughs) 
that's like a that's a lot i love how baller it is just the fact that jay-z's birthday party wasn't, wasn't enough. enough she had other plans that night and she instagrammed <laughs> copiously she just was like i'm having my night with my man and like i'm going to buffalo wild wings and then i guess well maybe we'll hit up jay-z's birthday and jay-z's like, birthday wasn't <laughs> like the main Instagramming event from wait good point because wait so buffalo wild wings got all the videos so there was a third buffalo wild wings <laughs> Instagram post where Tina was talking about how Richard, her husband, had a toothpick in his mouth from Buffalo Wild Wings, and she thought it was kind of old school sexy. <laughs> we work with someone who has cinnamon toothpicks at his desk. No. Um, who? <laughs> I don't want to share his name on the podcast you for fear of shaming to. him. Regular, like, non-scented toothpicks would be... No, but I I now find myself on. Who it's like, wants a cinnamon? <laughs> I didn't even know that was oh God, a this thing. Is like the, this is like the crucible for these toothpicks. But basically, I find myself wandering over to his desk after lunch some days to get one of these cinnamon sticks. You really don't like a flavored toothpick. I, I, <laughs> Julie's looking around the room in horror right now. By the way, she looks like she's about to like slap me in the face. I feel like you only get toothpicks after a barbecue joint, which then it makes sense. Oh. Not oh, okay, at your right. desk. Not at your desk at work, work at Condé Nast. For yeah. midday <laughs> enjoyment. Um, so they rented out the whole restaurant, do we think? They rented out the whole restaurant. There aren't any pictures. I think Us Weekly said that they actually put a tarp over, over the entire restaurant so people couldn't see oh, like normally, anyone going in. Or going normally, out. is it like a kind of public affair? Like, could you no. see it? Oh, so they just took There's extra like precautions. entrance <laughs> and valet station. Maybe they put it over the valet, so... I mean, we've talked about this before, but like Beyonce is never timely with these Instagrams because she hasn't Instagrammed anything from this, right? She still hasn't Instagrammed since before <laughs> Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I've been watching. It's all Ivy Park. So basically, she continues to make us wait patiently or not so patiently. And then I bet Tina, Tina loves the Instagram. Shout out to Tina, who's trying to <laughs> fill that void with but her. Why, but so like Tina must have been told not to Instagram from the actual party. I kind of wish she had been free to post whatever she wanted. I mean, me too. Kelly Rowland was there too, I think I saw. Kelly Rowland was there with her husband, but I don't really know who else was there. Uh, did Gwyneth get the invite? I feel like no, because we would have heard about that. Well, maybe she's discreet. Maybe. Gwyneth Instagram was a cry out to Beyonce. Like, bring me back into the fold. Yeah. Please. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm here, babe. Why aren't you responding to my, like, text from three weeks ago? And you know, I like that theory. sometimes when I'm like annoyed at a friend, I'll do that. I feel like it's a little way to get their attention. I've never done this, right. but like post something about them to try to get them riled up. Oh, I'm like, I'm giving too like much away about my, I know, my Machiavellian social yes. uh, manipulations. Who do you think planned this birthday party? Do you think it was Jay-Z? Do you think he just loves the honey butter <laughs> or Ray Publique? Do you think it's like Beyonce took the planning on and she was like... This is Jay's favorite spot. I don't know, maybe it was Tina because it actually does make sense that they went to. Is this a celeb hotspot, Republique? I feel like I've never heard about a celebrity going there. No, it's a weird part of town. So that makes me feel like there must be something specific. Like Jay Z once butter. had an amazing. Yeah, Jay Z. <laughs> Jay Z once had that honey butter when he was. We at... all feel guilty about having bread and butter, so maybe he just wanted a night where he didn't have to worry. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. He was just kind of like, all I care about is that they have ample bread available. <laughs> what did you have when you went there to eat? A nice, crisp glass of white wine and a charcuterie plate. Oh, that that was the that entirety was of the meal. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. It was delicious. I think they brought out some sort of complimentary fried cheese ball and sort of <laughs> truffle, but it was wow. very fancy. 
Oh, okay. So it's comfort foods with like a fancy chic take. Yes. And then you get the bill and everything is twice as much as you'd expect. Not for Beyonce, though. <laughs> Beyonce, that they pay her. <laughs> They're like, more, like we bring more cheese balls and we pay you and we're in your servitude for the next year. <laughs> do you think the people who cater at those, like, do you think all the waiters were Beyonce just... Beyonce has her own staff that she calls in. Oh, right. That makes sense. It wasn't just the normal Republique staff for the I night. It probably was, but I want to live in the fantasy world where she has her own staff. But if you are just the normal waiter there, that's an incredible turn of events. <laughs> like, uh, all of a sudden you're... Maybe he's a regular. Maybe he wasn't... Sur- maybe oh, so maybe they waiters. see Jay-Z all the time. Right. So like, oh, just just Jay-Z and Beyonce Jay-Z's again. Jay-Z's usual seat. Before our producer can fall asleep at her desk. Should we move to the next topic of conversation? I think that's all to be said about Beyonce and the Honey Butter and Tina Knowles and Buffalo Wild Wings. I just want to know, if you were a star of Beyonce's stature, what theme birthday party would you have? I would like a party, but I always like when a celebrity dresses as another celebrity. That's kind of my guilty pleasure. I don't know why I keep going back to Nina Dobrev, but I feel like Nina Dobrev dressed up as Ryan Lochte this year. That's this is like the weirdest example I of what I'm trying to say. I the idea of an FBI agent having to confiscate your laptop for some reason, just searching through <laughs> the history and just being completely confused by what you're seeing. On celebrities there. dressing as other celebrities. <laughs> what a freak. I guess I just feel like it'd be funny to see Beyonce dressing up in a pop culture themed costume is what I'm trying to say. I feel like right. it'd be interesting to see what she would think would be a fun pop culture costume since people love to dress up as her. Right. Beyonce slumming it by dressing up as like a regular celebrity. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I feel like that would be fun. Oh my gosh, we can do the same transition again. Pop star to pop star. Go for it. Wait, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Rihanna counts. <laughs> You're bending over backwards, but it works. This is the twister of transitions. So Rihanna and Prince Harry, Julie and I are both very excited about this met last week do you want to give the context for their meeting i think they met in barbados <laughs> and that's all i know <laughs> so harry is like in this two-week tour a long tour it seemed kind of exhausting actually we're on i guess a tour of the caribbean for work isn't like <laughs> i don't know why i'm trying to spin it like it sounds cruel <laughs> i know like as if it's like this, punishing like, <laughs> yeah he had to say hi to some kids it was pretty pretty intense gosh <laughs> i'm like diminishing his entire work as a royal Harry, as we discussed last week, because Megan can't reach him because of that boat he was on. Though I don't know if that was for the whole trip. He's in Caribbean for two weeks. And Harry met Rihanna because in Barbados, there was like a special ceremony. And she was there. And I guess they met the day before and then also the next day. And the next day was to do AIDS awareness. So they both took an AIDS test together the Kensington Royal Instagram account posted a video of them. So it was like a very kind of serious circumstance for that meeting. But it was the weirdest photo op in the world because they're both wearing these white button-down shirts. Yeah. It's clearly a photo op. They're right, sitting right. They know that they know they're being photographed. Other, yeah. Getting an AIDS test. Yeah, that I mean, I was expecting when I heard originally that they were going to be hanging out in the Caribbean, that it was going to be this kind of like super raucous, festive party. And we'd see them both with Corona bottles in some sort of dance hall environment. And this Katie could... Katy Perry's friend with DJ. Yes, but this could not have been more... Somber. Somber, right. It almost feels like weird to talk about because it's so intense. But I mean, it's great they're bringing awareness um, to that. I'm surprised that they hadn't known each other before. I just feel like they're both on the party circuit. This very 
I know. I am kind of surprised too. But so what was interesting and maybe the most fun thing for us to kind of break down is that when they first met, according to like the Royals reporter who witnessed it, which by the way, to be the reporter that witnesses this is pretty... I feel like that's your dream job. <laughs> Forget being my hairspray. I know. I'm assistant. taking this guy out next time I meet him. <laughs> Can you imagine just sitting there with your notebook? <laughs> imagine trying to play that down is my thing. It's like, oh, and then, you know... I just happened to see Harry and Rihanna chatting as if it was like watching a bird fly into a dock. You would have turned to stone, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's probably true. It's probably just as well I wasn't there. But the first words, which, by the way, how this reporter heard the first words is also kind of interesting. All right, <laughs> this all should be taken with maybe a small grain of salt. A bucket of salt. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The first words Harry said to Rihanna were like, hi, it's nice to meet you. Very disappointing as a pickup line. Yeah, like that's the first thing he's going to say to Rihanna. Like, what was I was the first just... thing Prince Harry said to you when you met him. If you haven't been listening, <laughs> Josh met Prince Harry. They shared a few wonderful minutes together in Florida. Well, I, first of all, and this cannot be overstated enough, I'm not Rihanna. <laughs> so I think that should be like the answer to that question. <laughs> but the fact that he was introducing himself to Rihanna, to me, Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like if you're Prince Harry and you know you're going to be coming across Rihanna, like it was already reported before this trip that she was going to be at one of the events, you'd think he'd be workshopping that with his bros for weeks. You would have had a whole litany of follow-ups and everything. You would have had a whole council going. <laughs> yeah, like weeks. how is that not in separate group text threads that he had going with the various royal adjacent friends of his? Maybe the Megan thing complicates things here. I don't what know. Said, Maybe Megan was like, oh, have fun with Rihanna in this kind of mocking way. And then he felt weird about it. That's right. the only thing I can think about, actually. What would have been your first line to Rihanna? <laughs> um, uh, That's a good question that I'm not prepared for. Because I feel like, see, right now I'm doing what Harry was probably doing. Maybe he just doesn't even remember meeting Rihanna. He just blacked out. Yeah, maybe he blacked and out. And after he had to read from the royal reporter's... That, that he Summary. had said that. And he hit his hand on his forehead and was like, ugh. I don't know. I feel like the problem is also anything you say, you know that these reporters are listening. Maybe this was all part of a bigger plan. And then when he actually was like up at the podium with her before the AIDS test was like whispering in her ear what he actually wanted to say. Right. It was just weird because even before the AIDS test, it didn't look like either one of them was having any fun. No, that's the thing. <laughs> the event the day before, which was just kind of a sort of celebration event, they both looked very uncomfortable around each other, I noticed, too. There's this one photo where they're kind of, do you see that one where they're kind of across yes. the way from each other? I don't know. What did you think Rihanna made of him? It was hard to read her facial expressions. I just think she's so cool. Like that to, to her, her it's like meeting. He's like just some nerd. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she didn't even know who he was. <laughs> She's like, who's this redhead? I like that timeline where she doesn't know who he is. I always sort of feel that way with Rihanna. She just does her thing and she's like so effortlessly cool that maybe she's just not even aware. Right. Her handlers just tell her, hey, you're going to shake hands with this guy. <laughs> she's like, okay. She's probably more excited to meet, you know, her like friend from back home. You know what I mean? Like, she's, I don't think she gets like so excited about celebrities anyway. Right. Where's Meghan Markle this week? <laughs> yeah, where's Meghan Markle this week? <laughs> she's done with suits. She's we, done with suits. We know Harry's in the Caribbean, hanging out with Rihanna. I just she, imagined that she set a Google search to Prince Harry Rihanna. You know she was waiting to see what the photo op was going to be with Rihanna and Harry. Yes. 
She posted more Instagrams, right? She, yes, she posted another phrase in like a fun font. Oh God, what did this one say? Don't be the reason someone feels insecure. Be the reason someone feels seen, heard, and supported by the whole universe. Who said that? Her? <laughs> no, but she posted that. And oh, it's, it's like an inspirational quote right. from someone. And she said, love this, shooting star, <laughs> Sunday musings, and then hashtag be the change. Oh my God. Is this like a sly thing about Rihanna? <laughs> I don't know. That's how I want to interpret it. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I guess it's probably not. What do you think it's in reference to? I don't no, but I wish she would steer away from these philosophical quotes. We're waiting for like the Harry picture, basically. Right. Which is not going to come for a while. Anyways, I think ending with Megan is the perfect way. We didn't talk about Megan nearly enough this week, though. No, Our I hope patron she's okay. Saint. <laughs> yeah, it'll be okay. Harry's back now. Oh, okay. So everything's back to being good for Megan. Maybe he got something autographed for her from Rihanna. Ooh, I think that could go either way, though, if he brings back, like, a signed Rihanna CD. Unless it could be auctioned off. And she'll be like, oh, thanks. Right. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm taking the Megan Rihanna Harry fiction too far. Well, thank you guys for joining us for this week's In the Limelight. Thank you so much for listening every week, keeping up to date on where Megan Markle is in the world. Please remember to rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps us to find new listeners. And feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight to further discuss these subjects. We got an amazing rendering last week of the Chris Jenner selfie. We love all artistic interpretations of anything. If you want to, you know, Julie's honey butter binge at Ray Publique, that seems right for artistic interpretations to me. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller. And I'm Julie. Jay Duboff. This episode was edited and produced by the glorious Alana Milner. Thanks to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. And thank you for joining us. I'm going to make sure Julie can never leave New York again. So she's just here in person every week. I know. Hopefully we're going to see some celebrities in New York. Maybe at the Balloon Saloon. (laughs) 